1: Mean O'Lion Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Wardrobe Boss Podcast, and thank you so much for joining the conversation today. I'm Eliza Perilla, your host, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. I'm here to chat about personal styles, successful mindsets, and living your best life on purpose. And as a personal style coach and home organizer, part of my mission is always to help people live as the best versions of themselves. And sometimes the best way to accomplish that is through community encouragement. Therefore, I encourage you to join this conversation through social media by inviting friends commenting, and subscribing to the Wardrobe Boss podcast. Uh, Today, I'm really excited. My guest is a fashion designer and entrepreneur. Doncel Brown has something to say with his own brand, Generation Typo, and we're going to find out what that is. Doncel, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, you are, I don't know how old you are. You don't have to say it, but obviously you're a young entrepreneur, and designer with your own clothing brand, Generation Typo. I said that correctly?
1: You did. You did.
0: Now, you went from an idea to living out your dream. So what was your idea and how did you cultivate that into a successful business?
1: Yeah, the idea started completely different from where it is now. But the main focus of sparking that dialogue between the generations is something that I knew I really wanted to To drive home. And I was like, this is what I want the brand to be about. Now, it didn't start as clothing. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought about a podcast or just doing a post every Wednesday. Uh, But then, you know, I had to find a way to put it in front of somebody to start that conversation. And what better way than what you see on somebody wearing? Because I can place this right in front of you. And you'll read it just naturally, mm-hmm. uh, versus trying to convince you to come and click on this link and talk about something that you may not want to talk about. Um, but that was, you know, the idea, and then it kind of formed into the brand it is now through a lot of revision and a lot of help. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy with where it's been so far.
0: So I really like the whole idea of putting something on a T-shirt because I noticed something that when I see people with a graphic tee and it has words. I always want to read what it says. I'm just curious. I I may not care what it says, but I'm curious. And I see a lot of dumb t-shirts and I'm not going to lie. I'm like, why would anybody put that on a t-shirt? So I say that to say the lane for having great t-shirts is wide open, wide open. And there are some people in that lane that I actually like what they're doing. So tell us about what you're saying to the world with your brand and why that's important.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think the main message is to share that it's okay to be different um, and it's okay to learn from each other. I think, you know, the world that we've all lived in, it's always been, you know, this generation, you know, knows about this or this generation doesn't know about that. And as I got a chance to be real close to both sides, because I have, you know, obviously a lot of team members around me uh, who are around my age. And then I have a lot of mentors who are, you know, twice, three times my age. And what I learned was, You had something you could learn from each person, regardless of how old they were, regardless of what they looked like or what race they were from. Everyone had their own thing, and that is just what like sparked it for me. And I was just open to listen, and honestly, it opened so many doors for me. Like it's hard to explain sometimes because I was just open to that conversation and just wanted to learn and and listen. So I'm hoping to spark some of that dialogue too throughout the the different generations, and hopefully some at home too, because that's where the That's where the difficult ones start.
0: Yeah, you have an excellent point there. Um, And what what age were you when you had this idea of, you know what, we need to um, have dialogue between uh, different generations? What age were you when you came to this idea?
1: I think when I first started to truly understand the differences and wanted to actually have a voice in it, was pretty early on. I think right when I had turned 18, I was kind of going through this big change in my life uh, where I was starting to go into more of like the leadership route and actually being responsible for teams and leading other individuals. And as I was looking at the teams and the people that were working with me, everyone was from different places and everyone was from different ages. And I would hear these kind of back and forth dialogues or I'd hear these blanket statements around, oh, that's what's wrong with this generation. Like they're lazy or millennials don't know hard work or Gen Z is just a wild generation. And I was like, well, why don't we actually truly talk about what what we're trying to drive and what is the reasons we think the way that we do? And that's where the whole tagline, let's talk about it came from. Now, did I think it was going to be a business? And did I think it was going to turn into anything? Absolutely not. I didn't know anything of what I was doing outside of. I just wanted to learn more. And I just wanted to, uh, to change some things.
0: So how did it go from, you know, that, let's just talk about it, all the way to a t-shirt line? Like, what was the, like, walk me through that.
1: Absolutely. It really started to come together in 2020 like being stuck at home in quarantine really like it, it made me focus and I had to focus that creativity and I had all these thoughts in my head and I just had to get them down. So I just started writing them down and I was just putting everything on the table. And then it slowly started to come together into a brand. And then from there I had to learn about a whole another industry. I'd never worked in, never worked in fashion. Couldn't tell you anything about clothes outside of what I like to wear and what wow. felt nice. So I had to, uh, I had to educate myself a lot. And then, you know, that quarantine time, just really focus and really just be be open again to how can I learn or who can I learn from?
0: Now, that the interesting part is who can I learn from? Because obviously, I mean, I've seen um, your brand and I was looking at something like you have these sweaters that are real cool. And, you know, one thing about the Internet is that sometimes it's hard to see quality through photographs. Right. And so, and that's the first thing I look for. And some brands like disguise it like today, perfect example. I was on Instagram. I saw the sweater that I was like, I'm buying it right now. But when I clicked on it, I need to see the item description. I want to know what fabrics. And so they don't, they didn't give the item description. It was so hidden. And I finally found it and it was a terrible, um, fabric that I would never wear. So therefore I wouldn't buy the sweater. And so I'm just saying that, right. And the photography is, can be slick or it can be right. It can highlight what you have. And so I was looking at your sweaters and I thought, wow, these look like really good quality sweaters. And then my second thought was you really had to get some investors to make such a great product. So tell me about the community that surrounded you, because you obviously have not only a well thought out product, but the end product is a good looking product. It's a really good looking, well-made product from what I can see.
1: Absolutely. And one, thank you for even just taking a chance to check out the brand and even just you know sharing your thoughts on what you think and what you like. Um, and I think that's what I'm trying to continue to learn from. And that's what the brand is about. So when we think about the different investors and the community around me, I have so many supportive people around me that, you know, it really breaks down in in two ways. When I look at it from the business, I think you can have investors on the financial side, which Mm -hmm. for me, I tried to take that route on early. And I tried to go to different banks and different institutions to try to, you know, get funding because it does cost money to do product development and all these different pieces. Right. And I got turned down so fast, like no matter what I walked into, I even went to one bank and I was like, Hey, I can show you a bank account with the same exact amount of money in it that I'm asking to receive from you as I was trying to build business credit and things like that. And they still immediately were like, No, like you're not the normal type of business that we wow. invest in. Wow. And I I saw quickly, I knew uh, I knew what, what they were meaning and what they were saying to me, but I didn't let that slow me down and I had to finance myself. Right. So I, I took out savings. I, I, you know, had a good foundation that I had built up through my career and just working really hard to where, you know, I wanted to be 100% financed on me and, and, you know, just being able to throw my own money into it. But the more important side of the investors, I think, are those who share their ideas, their thoughts and their network with you. Like the amount of support I've received from those around me sharing the people that they know or inviting me into rooms that you couldn't even purchase to be in is the real value for me. Because as much as, you know, they could provide, I'm sure money or or throw some different pieces, that's not what I felt I needed. and, And what I truly wanted was the guidance, the knowledge and the mentorship. And I have people from all different types of industries, those who know stuff about fashion, those who knows things about marketing. Um, and, you know, it's just a, a real big blessing to be able to put all those ideas together to cultivate kind of what you see in front of you.
0: You realize that that really reflects back on you, right? When people say, well, I've had a team. When First of all, for someone to open up their network to someone else, when they've worked years to build these relationships, To open up your network fully to someone else and say, hey, you have access to my main people, that is such an honor. So this is a lot about you and, you know, the trust, trustworthy level, I guess, that they have in you. And I think that's a great that is the greatest compliment.
1: Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. And I try to show my gratitude in so many ways. And a lot of people are like, just stop thanking me. Like, stop saying thank you. And I don't know what else to say because I'm like, you really did not have to do that. Like, that is a huge, huge opening to your point to open your network to someone that you've worked so hard to build these relationships on and trust. But it also makes me take it that much more serious. It makes me show up in you know, a very professional way and make sure that I'm also doing right by them and hopefully helping them progress as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, Would you say that you experienced many failures before success? And how did you mentally navigate those challenges?
1: Absolutely. I think the failures, I mean, I had a failure this morning that, that really set me back as I was looking at planning this upcoming launch. But there were so many, even just starting the brand, like the logo that you see now is on its fifth version. The first one I had designed, I swore it was it. And then I just had to go back to the drawing board to create something that looked simple, but also inviting and kind of made you think, what is that? And I also had failures on the logistical side, right? Not understanding how ordering product in bulk and doing samples and the different material to the point that you brought up to where it looks nice and then you put it on and it's itchy or, you know, I don't want to wear this for long periods of time. I didn't even consider those as setbacks until they happened. And you have this idea in your head, right? Around, hey, I'm going to drop on this date, and I want this to happen, and I had everything planned out. And then I learned very quickly that customs can shut a lot of things down. <laughs> so we had our product stuck in customs for over two months, and we really had to improvise, and we had to adjust to, you know, learn what are some ways to prevent that from happening in the future, and and how can we you know, really understand the business in and out and all the different hoops it has to go through to get to the customer and get to the warehouse and get to sorting. Uh, So it was a lot, a lot of setbacks. But I think what kept me, you know, mentally able to get through it is once again, those around me, um, amazing support system and also just reminded me to stay grounded. Right. And they tell me all the time, just control what you can control. Don't dwell on some of the things that you know, are outside of that control. It it happened. How are you going to adjust? How are you going to stay positive? And how are you going to look at it for, hey, you know, this was meant to happen for for some reason, whether it was to teach you a lesson or, you know, open an even bigger door for you. So it's easier said than done, but just trying to remember, like, okay, cool, like, we're going to get through this.
0: How old are you, Don Sal? I I have to ask. There's no way I can answer this
1: question. (laughs) I just turned 25.
0: So how does a man of your age, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on my podcast, because I just, I was impressed that you're a young man and it's right. It's not even, you're a young man of color. First of all, you're a young man, so young doing this. But the fact that you're a young man of color is another like celebratory moment because there are so many young men who are like, okay, what can I do? Or I want to do this. And to me, it seems like you've come from an amazing family. You're very well grounded. You're very mature for your age. Um, Would you say, would you say anything to someone who's your age, who doesn't come from your kind of background? Is there anything that you think can encourage them?
1: Absolutely. I think creating your own path and believing in yourself is the hardest thing you have to continue to tell yourself and, and continue to work on. And it can sometimes get washed away, right? Because you hear it all the time. in any motivational video you watch is believe in yourself. And they don't really go too deep into what that means. But you can surround yourself with people that believe in you more than you, right? And you can truly give that back by believing in them just as much, if not more. And it makes it easy because now you're not looking at it as just you and just as a selfish thing you're looking at how can i support those around me just like they're looking at you saying how can i support him and how can i support her or them or they right like how are we truly able to surround ourselves with that support system and it's it's one thing to have you know a very supportive system it's another thing to understand that support isn't always you're right and hey this looks good Honestly, the best support that I received is, hey, this is this is off. Or like, no, you do not want to do this. Or I don't agree with why you want to do it in this way. And being able to remove yourself from the immediate emotion around like, what? Like, no, I love this. Like, this is what it needs to be. And truly be like, okay, cool. Like, let's let's talk about this. Like, what what exactly about it? Or how did you land to the place that you're at now? And be open to it. It's hard. But as you do that more, I think you start to remove... Some of the stigma around, you know, even age and maturity, and it's really just based on knowledge and, you know, how, how you can support.
0: And this should be like the Wikipedia. You should be like the Wikipedia definition because you're absolutely right. I, celebrities or all kind of people are always saying believe in yourself, but they don't take it one step further. Because let me tell you something: believing in yourself is great, and it is only going to get you so far. Because on a bad day. Uh, and bad days, you are not going to have enough strength just to believe in yourself. And so thank you for talking about how important it is to have people who are for you and push you and are truthful to you and are not yes men, because that really helps to, it just helps you when people are honest and truthful with you. And so again, that goes right back to community and community support. So I'm really glad that you touched on that. Thank you. That, that was just a great answer. Um, who would you say your line of clothing is for? Is it for young people? Is it multi-generational?
1: It is definitely multi-generational and really for anyone who is willing to be a part of the conversation. So when I first started to look into what pieces to drop in, you know, how, what bag should I get or what, what material should it be made out of? I really had to think back to, okay, well, who is this for? And it got so wide because it was about everyone and all the different generations. And I stopped thinking about what target audience I could approach and went more so, okay, based on these different generations, what were some of the popular pieces in the, in the past or in the history or in the future that I think would be popular. And then I just revisited, okay, cool. Let's start with that item. Right. And let's put it out there, or let's take a poll and release it out and be like, Hey, would you like to wear this? And everything comes full circle. Right. And even the fanny packs that we dropped, it was something that I was looking at it and I was like, okay, cool. Like fanny packs. I know they were huge, you know, back in the nineties, eighties. And I hadn't quite seen a similar design to the one that we had did released recently. So I didn't know how it was going to do. I didn't know if anyone was going to be open to it, but I knew that I liked it. It was different. The people around me were like, Hey, like this is kind of cool. Like I never seen anything like this. And I just put it out there and, and just hope that, you know, we could mix the two generations, which is really what the conversation about is, is learning from each other. So I put a phrase that would be considered millennial or Gen Z, right. Of being in my bag on a fanny pack that's considered, you know, old or or outdated. And it worked out pretty well, pretty well so far.
0: (laughs) So would you say what are your best selling items and why? Is that one of them?
1: (laughs) That is definitely one of them. (laughs) The fanny packs sell crazy. Um, The only other item that went quicker than the fanny packs were the crop top turtlenecks, actually, that you mentioned. That was our first item to sell out. Uh, and that was wild for me to see, even just seeing sold out of something. I was like, oh, how did this happen? Like, what?" and we had so many different ranges. Cause I wanted everyone to feel included. So one of the biggest things as I was talking to those around me and, and building the brand where some felt not included because of sizing. So I was like, okay, cool. I want to go into this and make sure I have as big of a size range as possible which then also made it even more difficult from a designing standpoint because you had to pick materials that work on all sizes. You had to pick embroidery threads that wouldn't stretch. So I went to, you know, look at all the different breakdowns and we landed on a small all the way up to a 3XL for all of our pieces. And I want to continue to do that because I want everyone to feel included, but that sold out so fast compared to all of the other pieces that it was really cool to see. Uh, But we also want to... uh, Think about, you know, how can I make sure others can still get this too? So that's another obstacle.
0: What I like is that I would not, I, right, because I'm a woman of a certain age, I wouldn't wear a crop top because it doesn't look, Good, I don't think it would look good on me. However, I like the idea of the sizes because I really like the idea of a turtleneck crop top because I would wear it as a layering piece. So now if I got an oversized one, I can just put it oversized over something else and layer it over something else and totally make it my own. So I do like the idea of that. And that is a great piece that provides that kind of transition because you're right. Um, like, it would look totally different on my niece because she looks like a model. She's gorgeous. On me, it's not going to look like that. But I do have my own style and I own it. So I know exactly how I would rock it. And it's nice to know that, you know, we can rock the same thing to completely different different generations, right? Um, and still enjoy the product. It's pretty awesome.
1: Absolutely. I love that, right? And your piece around saying your style. Because that's what it's all about is what makes you feel good. And the brand has a lot of hidden gems or Easter eggs, as some might call it, that actually speak to that. I don't want to give away too much, but a lot of it is designed around how do you think about you first, whether that's you turning into the actual typo red line or with the way that the words are designed or printed, you see it before someone else sees it as a metaphor of you should be wearing it for you first and what makes you feel good.
0: Yeah, I like that. Do you, um, when you think of, because you really are trying to get people talking, right? And, and, And close a gap sort of on a conversation or open a conversation. So when you design, do you do like, okay, well, this season I'm gonna do this theme or this word or this phrase. And then next season, I'm gonna talk about You know, another phrase, is that how you go about it?
1: Absolutely. That's what we're testing now. Right. Our first launch was in March and our second launch is coming up uh, shortly here in the fall. And it's going to be designed around the word lazy. Just like you said, this is actually the first time the world is seeing this design in this piece at all. Um, as it's a hoodie that everyone was asking for. Why do not you release hoodies? And I was like, just wait for it. Like it, it has a meaning behind it, but the play on, you know, lazy and, and the different conversations around this generation's lazy or doesn't know hard work is, you know, you take that lazy, you put the red line under it to showcase that's someone's opinion of what they're saying, but you also put it on, you know, more lounge wear and more of a, a lazy cozy feel. And that I think is how we'll continue to do our drops in the future. So having a lazy collection, so it'll be this piece and a, and a couple other pieces that include the lazy design, along with typo, you know, integrated into it, is is where we'll base our our launches and and kind of see what the world thinks and what the what the supporters think.
0: Well, I am a person who, believe it or not, I don't know why, but I love a hooded sweatshirts, a hooded sweatshirt. And I've noticed that I kind of have a collection of them and I feel like I shouldn't, but I do because I like to, when I'm at the beach, not my beach house, but I'm at a beach house or something, I always want a hooded sweatshirt for when I'm at the beach or when it gets cold. That's what I like them for. Or if it's the fall and I'm in New York and I'm layering. So I love my hooded sweatshirts. I have like I said, I feel like I have too many of them that I'm like, stop already. But um, so I'm a hoodie sweatshirt girl. And um, I ever since you came on, I mean, sorry, audience, that you cannot see. This is not a video podcast. But the first thing I noticed was your sweatshirt. I love the way the graphic looks. My favorite part is the red strings coming out of the hoodie because it goes, it looks like like it's coming from inside of the pattern that you lined the inside of the hood with. So it's really cohesive. It looks really good. It's very sharp and um, it's cool that it says lazy, but it's so, it's so sharp that it doesn't make you think lazy. So I get your, um, I get your vibe. I think I'm with you a little bit.
1: You are right on. (laughs) And you have such an amazing eye to pick all that up. In such a short amount of time, that took hours, like six to seven hours, literally me just designing and, and trying to learn, okay, how do I make it slow? And how do I make it sit the way I want and say what I want it to say? And you picking up on that so quick and even just the text that we picked and how sharp it is compared yeah. to what lazy would normally seem – It's kind of scary uh, how quickly you got that. So (laughs) that's amazing.
0: (laughs) But you see, that's what a discerned eye or a person who really wants to buy style looks at. Even if they don't know they're looking at it, They do. Um, I saw something this morning that made me really happy. Uh, I was in Panera Bread a couple of months ago and there was this kid standing next to me, a young guy about your age. He was about 24 years old. And I don't know what I had on and he complimented it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love your hat. He had a baseball cap and it said Godspeed. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so, that's so well made. And I asked him to take it off and I looked at it. And before you know it, we're in this whole conversation and he's like, this is my line or whatever, or he, no, he models for that line. So I looked at the line and I was like, I really liked it. So this morning I look on Instagram and who's wearing a Godspeed t-shirt, Jada Kiss on last night's battle, which I did not see because I would not see because this is a whole I'm going off now on a whole separate to the left was for one second. But there is absolutely and never will be any competition between Dipset and the locks because JadaKiss will wipe everybody out. I said that way before this came to pass and versus has a very good concept, but they their matchup is wrong. It should have been the locks against Wu-Tang, just three members of the Wu-Tang, Method Man, Raekwon the Chef, and Ghostface Killer. Now we're talking a battle. So all that to say, all my little tangent to say (laughs) 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 that I was so happy when I saw Jadakiss supporting this young man or whoever does it Their line. And so this is what's so cool about what you're doing that you're doing it for your own passion, your own love, but you never know who's who's gonna gravitate to it.
1: Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And just seeing the way that it panned out for him, right? Like he's thinking he's just, you know, rocking the brand, he's modeling, has no idea that he's gonna run into you and have something that probably sparked a whole different idea in his head, right? And opened you up to a whole different brand that you get a chance to benefit from if you align with it, right? So that is the whole goal, right? And the whole full circle. So I love that story. Um,
0: What have you learned about yourself and business through being such a young entrepreneur?
1: Ooh, I learned that I cannot do everything on my own. Uh, I think heading into it, I was leveraging the different experience and things that I've built working through the tech industry and, and kind of doing graphic design. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to go at this and everything will be great. And I quickly realized that it truly takes a team to get the point across and to really make sure there's consistency to hold you accountable, to make sure that the brand is continuing to move and the pieces that you agreed on and that everyone has a different skill set and that it's okay for you to say that someone does something better than you and bring them along, right? And let them shine. It doesn't have to always be all about you. And we even went back and forth for a long time around I didn't want to have my my face in the brand at first, right? And I was like, I don't wanna I don't wanna be in it. Like I wanna be there and I wanna I wanna help design, but I don't wanna be the face of it. And you know, they, they walked me through and they held me accountable too, around well, if you wanna spark that dialogue, you need to take ownership and you need to step up and you need to showcase that it's okay to have that courage to have that conversation and immediately switched switched my mindset and I was like you're right like I can't run away from it and I want to bring as many people along with me but I have to step up first and say hey I'm having this conversation and it's okay and I'm open to it so absolutely have those have those around you and let them shine too don't make it all about yourself
0: yeah absolutely right I wouldn't have a podcast without a team I I would have never Thought of this on my own. Someone, you know, why I'm doing a podcast? Because two other people came to me and said you should do it. I was like, I don't want to do that. If I didn't have the amazing team I had, I, I would not be doing this. It's I would not. <laughs> I enjoy right. it, but I would not because it takes a team and it takes a village, and I'm very well aware of that. Um, building a successful brand takes investors. So, how do you position your brand to get financial investors to support your vision?
1: Yeah, I think that's something that we are coming up on now. You know, when I when I first tried to go through and do the whole investing piece, as I shared, it didn't work from a bank standpoint. But now having the, I guess, network or access to individuals who are willing to invest in is an area that I'm not as familiar in, right? And thinking about different leverage and equity and ensuring that those who are investing believe in it too and don't just see it as a money play because I wanna make sure it still stays true to the brand and I don't go off and someone offers me a crazy number and I sell 51% of the business and then it's no longer about conversation of the generations, it's about something totally different. So I have to really be grounded, stay strong. We haven't taken on any outside investors, Um, not that I'm against it, just once again, it's something I think we need to be very careful with and something that I wanna understand a little bit more of what the brand's going to be and and you know who's going to be about the brand before I start trying to make money and, and sell off different things. It just doesn't seem right to me right
0: now. Super, super, super smart. <laughs> and I'll Thank you. <laughs> keep doing your research before you, you're absolutely a thousand percent right. And I won't go into the thousand stories that I can tell you of you don't even need to hear mine. Or you can go on Netflix and watch Halston and watch everybody else and see, you know, see how they, if, I don't know if you've seen the Ralph Lauren documentary, uh, Ralph Lauren on HBO, but if you haven't seen it, I think you should see it. I think it would be a great inspiration for you. How he stayed his brand. Yeah. Um, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be?
1: Ooh, one thing. That is a... That's a deep one. Um, I think the the idea that it's not okay to be different, I think that's where I see most of the pain and most of the just tragedy and, and, and just evil stuff happen is when those believe, oh, because this person's different or because they think in a different way or they look different, that they're almost not human anymore, right? And they don't deserve these things. They don't deserve rights. They don't deserve to be happy with who they choose to be in love with and start a family with. Like it was the hardest thing for me to hear how passionate some people are about stopping someone else's happiness just because they're different. That I I had a hard time having conversations with people like that and really being able to understand like, where is this stemming from? Or why are you so upset that someone wants to be themselves? So if I could change one thing, it would just be that it's okay to be different. And honestly, those who are more open to being different and true to themselves would be recognized more. And it'd be seen more as a cool thing. And like, it's cool to be different. It's cool to be yourself versus going with the flow and, you know, kind of hiding parts of yourself because you're afraid of what others might say or do to you. Uh, Cause it's, it's some nasty stuff going on out there. So right. yeah, I think, I, I would put it in that that way.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, last question: People always want to know how designers get a celebrity to wear their brand. Is that something you care about?
1: I think the value that celebrities can bring from a reach standpoint is definitely undeniable. Uh, you know, getting it to millions of people with the click of a button and a post is definitely something that has value and they built that brand up but for me it's it's less about the celebrities wearing it and posting it and it's more about do they believe in it you know if you have the right amount of money you can get anyone to wear anything and post it anywhere you want like if you throw them enough a big enough bag they're gonna be like okay cool i'll post it and i'll say whatever caption you want versus having someone get into the brand and really believe in it That, for me, is where the real value is. That's someone being a part of the conversation. And now, not only using their audience to post a new drop that we just released, so a bunch of people buy it, but they're sharing those same methods and those same practices that we're releasing with the company around mental health and having those conversations and sparking the dialogue. That, for me, is a lot cooler than just them throwing it on because their publicist was like, hey, I need you to put this on. So uh, I think you could do it in both ways. And I think I've seen a lot of brands, you know, build up really massive by using celebrity influencer marketing and spending a bunch of money on it. But for me, the cooler thing is when that celebrity is like, hey, I believe in this and continue to support it because they're a part of that same community.
0: And because your message is important, too, right? You'd rather have the, your message out. Uh, Doncel, please let everyone know where they can find your brand, where they can find you on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So the company website is generationtypo.com. And it is the same for all of our socials. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's all Generation Typo. And for me personally, because uh, I love having conversations, if you want to just reach out to me personally, and if there's anything I can do to help you, Uh, my Instagram is Donnie, A-Z, uh, Donnie with a Y, -Y D-O-N-N-Y-A-Z. Um, and I'm mainly on Instagram. I'm trying to get better with Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is just my first and last name, Donso Brown. Uh, and yeah, I would love to have a conversation with anyone who's open and, you know, would love to extend the brand out to more people and, you know, open to ideas. So that's where you can find us. Uh, we're going to continue to try to grow and, you know, support others around us too. So just let me know how I can help out.
0: Thank you so much. I'm really grateful that you took the time um, to come on. And I really hope that you inspire, you know, more than one person. I think it's amazing that you're so young and you already have a brand off the ground and that you're doing it on your own merits, your own savings, your own beliefs, your own message, what you want to say to the world. And that is super, um, admirable. And so I just want to thank you so much. Um, I'm really glad you were here today. And for anyone listening, please feel free to share this conversation with your family, with your friends. Join the conversation for everyone who's like, you know, I wish I had somebody to inspire my brother or my little sister. Well, let them listen to Don Sell because this is how we do it. Each one teach one. This is how the community builds. So let's stay on that. I love to talk about wardrobe, but it's really, it's so much more than that. I just use wardrobe as my entree to to inspire people just to be the best versions of themselves. That's it. So if you want to ask me any questions, I'm at Wardrobe boss on Instagram. I'm at Wardrobe boss Podcast on Instagram. Join the conversation, subscribe, put your comments in there. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear, what you learned from it. And I'm just so glad you're here. Keep coming back. <laughs> wardrobe hey. Boss Podcast out.
1: Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla, edited by Ken Johnson, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a Mean old line Media production.
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?